Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. We're so excited you tuned in today. We've got a heck of a show for you. And and when we say show, it's not like we're here to entertain. We're here to encourage. We're here to bring truth to you that at the same time impacts our lives. We are. And you know, it's, it's funny, Jim, that you said, and frankly, around the world, because and just frankly, just around the this world. week, you know, we talk in terms of the United States because that that's is the culture big. we know. Well, and that's big to us, um, coast to coast. And we've got a couple little islands and, you know, things that we like to love on too. But one, this week we had somebody um, subscribe to start listening to our podcasts on a weekly basis and to join our prayer team from Russia. It just blows my mind. Number one, that somebody who, um, you know, I'm assuming English isn't their first language. I could be wrong. They could be there, you know, and know English very, very well. But um, just amazes me that they want to listen and learn. And we're, we're waiting to hear more of his story. But it truly is a conversation for everyone that our work is a calling. And what we do with that really makes a difference. So I'm really excited. Okay, I'm seeing little sign language here from Jim to remind everybody that we, <laughs> have, a, we have a video contest going on right now and this is supposed to be simple but fun and guys there's prizes we have visa a hundred dollar grand prize so i made a gift card i made a post on facebook i'm like you know technically we're into fall which means christmas is closer you could get a gift card to start helping you make your gift list accomplished three months so anyway, two days till christmas take a short we would this is what we want you to do take a short little one to two minute video tell us how your workplace is different today than it was when you started listening to i work for him there's a few little instructions on our youtube channel so go and subscribe to i work for him on youtube watch the video or and, they're supposed to go to facebook well, they can you get said all Facebook, the instructions on Facebook, too. But the videos actually see, honey, this is where it gets technical. Oh, the video, it's more technical. The video is posted on YouTube. So if they can't find it, they can go to YouTube directly. All right, but so, it's yes. on Facebook as well. We've shared it everywhere. All right. So here's why. Why? We want, first of all, we want to hear from you. Videos like that are fantastic. But we're on the march to expand I Work For Him across the country on radio, social media platforms, podcast platforms, podcast subscribership. And our growth is, our, our goal is to grow our podcast listenership to 100,000 people a month and then to grow it to a million people a month. But we need your help. People need to know that it's actually making an impact. And we hear from people via email and messages to our listener line, which is 866. 866- Six seven one three ninety six seventy five. We just need you to put it in video form because videos speak loudly. So you are helping I work for him expand across the nation and around the world by promote by posting your video. And you're helping other people to be inspired by what God's doing in your workplace well, of course. so that they Absolutely. can then see what God wants to do in their workplace. Right. So it's all about sharing your story. Right. And that's what we're trying. That's what we do every day. And I work for him is share people's stories and we need to hear your story and we'd love to hear your story. So take some time and the top three videos will get a re- will get a cash prize <laughs> a reward that sounds like <laughs> well, you know a a, it's not a it's not a most 
posted most wanted. A most wanted poster? Like well, yeah. maybe it is. You but, are. You are. Our listener are our most wanted. There you we go. We want a video of you and how I work from his impact. This doesn't have to be professionally produced. No. This needs to be selfie video. It would be just fine. Guys, you see us do it every day on um, our Maybe that's channels. why you don't want to do it, because you see us do it You're every like, day. You're oh, like, we don't want to do that no. all over again. So join Enter. This is fun. We are looking forward to it. And if you have trouble posting stuff on Facebook or whatever, just email it to me, Martha at IWorkForHim.com. That's right. Martha at IWorkForHim.com. If you have questions, or you can always call the listener line and leave a message, 866-713-9675. But however you do it, just know that IWorkForHim.com is the place to go to get the latest news on IWorkForHim. We've got some big changes coming up uh, next week on IWorkForHim, and we'd love for you to stay in touch with us. But we're going to go through all that on our Thursday broadcast and let you know what's going on. And we've been on the air for six and a half years, but my heart is that of an insurance agent. I loved helping people to find peace of mind for that unpredictable tomorrow. But I digress. Sales. Is there a difference? Is there really a difference in how a Christian salesperson should act versus a pre-believer? Over, and over my 25 years of being an insurance agent, I saw the good and bad and ugly of insurance sales. I saw people go to jail and I saw people get rich and I saw a bunch of really great professionals doing their job really, really well. But the question is, should the heart of a Christian salesperson be different in their job than that of a pre-believer? Dave Kale wrote a book that said that is the heart of a Christian salesperson. And we invited him here to discuss what he found so we all could benefit from that attitude and that paradigm shift. Because so many of us are in sales. In fact, most of us are in sales of one type or another. But does our heart reflect all that Jesus is to us? And is Jesus reflected in our methods and our attitudes and our delivery? So we welcome Dave Kale back to I Work For Him. Dave, thanks for joining us again. Well, thank you, Jim. It's always it's always good to be here. You know, Martha and I, we, we've been in sales most of our lives. Of course, me, literally, since I was a little kid. So it's one of those things that that I just get it. I understand how important it is that our faith impacts our work. But talk to us about your work history. What led you to be writing this book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson? What's your work history, and how did your faith impact that work? Wow. Uh, so um, the, a, a long history started back like you, Jim. I started when I was very young. My first my first employment as a salesperson, 17 years old. I was a kid going to college looking for a summer job. And uh, there was a company called Jewel Tea Company that sold uh, housewives uh, 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 groceries and housewives, things like that, to housewives on a, on a route. And um, they needed uh, people to run the vacation routes when the guys were were on vacation, and that was me. So I got a job selling groceries and housewives and things like that to housewives on a route. That was my first kind of tiptoe into the world of sales. And after that, you know, I, I sold again, just like you, I sold many different things. I uh, worked my way through college, working full time and going to school full time, selling men's clothing, suits and sport coats in a retail uh, situation uh, under, under straight commission. And then my first full-time professional situation, I sold amplification equipment to classrooms of hearing-impaired children, yeah, of all things. And then I went from that. This is probably the strangest thing I sold. So for a number of years, I sold surgical staplers to surgeons in, in the operating room. Uh, and lots, lots of stories there. And then I found myself. And then for a while, I, I like to say I sold people. I was a recruiter, a sales recruiter. Mm-hmm. 
uh, filling sales jobs. And uh, then uh, I got into distribution sales and sold for a medical supply distributor. And from there, I went uh, from that job to sales management and divisional management. And then, gee, a long time ago, I said, you know, I, I, I know how to grow sales territories. In my, in my tenure as a salesperson, I was uh, number one salesperson in the nation for two different companies in two totally distinct industries. So I thought, I thought I was pretty good at sales, thought I knew how to teach it. And so I went into private practice in 1988 as, uh, as a sales consultant and a sales trainer and speaker and author and so on. And uh, that's, that's what I've been doing ever since. So over the last... Gee, 30 years, I've been uh, in 40, I've presented in 47 states and 11 countries, written 13 books, and one of them is, of course, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson, which is, which is really near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. So in a nutshell, that's my, that's my background. So as we um, connect that to the conversation I, on I Work For Him, did you always understand the connection between your faith and your work and that you didn't have to be a pulpit pastor in order to be um, fulfilling a ministry that God had for you? Oh, no, I sure, I sure didn't. First of all, I was uh, converted relatively late in life. I guess I was uh, 24, 25 years old. Okay. And, um, and I, just like a lot of people do, I mean, I got immediately involved in the church. And I, and I very clearly, I don't know if anybody ever said this to me, but I very clearly saw that there were these two classes of people. There were the, the paid, what I call now the you know, professional Christians, which were the ministers and pastors and worship leaders and all that and mm-hmm. then there was everybody else and i and i was an everybody else mm-hmm. I, I for a long time i saw myself as a second class christian and there really really there wasn't any connection uh, other than what i thought between what i did on the job and what i did uh, as a christian i mean I, you know i lived in that mentality for gee a number of years so it wasn't it wasn't until um gee sometime a little bit later uh, that I began to see that um, there were there were issues in the church, and that um, God is is far bigger than what uh, people were saying about you know God, it's God's house and this is God's word. No, it, no, it was it wasn't God's house; it was a building. God's bigger than a church building. <laughs> I began to see my responsibility, my role as a Christian in the in the marketplace. So it took a while, you know, maybe 10 years or something like that before I began to come to those conclusions. So once you came to that, once you realized that there was no such thing as a second-class citizen in the kingdom, that your work in sales, your work in management was just as significant. In fact, you had a, access to a lot more pre-believers than the pastor did, typically. How yeah, did your faith right. start to shape your work? Well, I began to see that uh, I could I could be a force for the kingdom just by being uh, a, a solid Christian in my work. That I would attract people who were attracted to somebody who did business with integrity and and honesty and fairness, and I, I began to attempt as as best I could to exhibit those. And, and then, you know, it was, a, it was a process. It was a growing process. I saw, for example, we did, we did a number of short-term mission trips to South Africa, and, and I saw that uh, because I was a, a Christian business person, that I was, uh, I was held in higher regard because I was, uh, you know, I had some achievements in business. So pe- people respected the business accomplishment and gave me more credibility. So I had, I had instant credibility because I was a 
business person. And uh, I began I began to see all that, and I began to realize the responsibility to be a Christian in the in the marketplace. In, in 1994, I wrote a mission statement saying, "This business, my business." Is dedicated to God. We are we are a steward of God. What God has given us, and I began to be uh, to verbalize that. And that was you know that was in 1994. So mm. it was a great. It wasn't it wasn't a one time event. It was a gradual growth process over time. You know, I imagine you ran across lots and lots of different types of salespeople, people who called themselves Christians. Yet when you saw them sell, that didn't. You saw a disconnect there. Is yeah. is that why you wrote the book, or what was the reason why you wrote the book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson? Well, the reason I wrote the book is honestly because the Holy Spirit just really <laughs> put it on my heart to do that. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a writer by inclination and giftedness. So, uh, it, But this was the most difficult book to write because it was so incredibly personal. You know, all my other mm. books, uh, sales books are about sales, and this is about me. You know, and so it was. It was really difficult uh, for me to to write it, and um, it, it was an attempt, I think, to tell one person's story. It, here's one guy who happened, you know, maybe to be a little higher visibility than a lot of them, but and and my struggle to come to the point where I, I really truly saw myself as a minister in the Lord's kingdom, ministering through my work as in the marketplace. So before we dig into the book a little bit more, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson, who is the book written to? Who are you hoping will pick it up? Um, everybody out there that is a salesperson or, or who is it for? No, it's, it's uh, written for Christian salespeople, you know, believers okay. and seekers, I would say, uh, uh, who, who, who just want to dig a little deeper, who have some you know, this nagging thought that maybe their job has more impact and, and more potential impact for the kingdom than what they're seeing right this hmm. moment. Okay. And, it, and it, it was an attempt, it was an attempt to really remove people's uh, hindering paradigms. You know, the, the biggest reason why a lot of Christian salespeople don't see themselves as, as ministers is in their own heads, because they've got ideas that have been put there over the years if I could remove those ideas, I could unleash, help unleash the spirit within them. And that really was the intention. You know, you might want to check him out online. DaveKale.com, K-A-H-L-E.com. DaveKale.com has written 13 books, as he said. We're talking about one of them today, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. We'd love to give away a copy today. That's right. So listeners, this is your chance. Call our listener line at 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And there you can leave me a message. I'd love to connect with you and hear why you might be interested in this book. And we will get um, you entered to win a copy. 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. We're talking with Dave Kale today. He's also got another website, the Biblical Business Resource Center. .com the biblical business resource center.com that's where you can go out and, and Dave Kelly you've got a, a a new course getting ready to launch here at the end of the month well, talk to us about this course that people can sign up for yeah it's called the Christian salesperson's course and it's uh, it's just that so it's it's a course first of all in uh, excellence in B2B sales and that's of course that's been 
how I've made my living for the last uh, 30 years is is helping business to business salespeople salespeople sell better, and that's the heart of this course because I believe sales Christian salespeople. When they become excellent, they will get more impact and uh, more visibility. And so that's a, that's a path to greater impact. So number one, it's the best practices of business, of the best business, business salespeople. Now on top of that, we've, we have folded years of content and honed it for Christian believers in the marketplace. And so people in this course are going to get, uh, are going to get regular pieces of content on the best practices of business to business sales and how to navigate this thing we call Christianity in the marketplace. And then once a month, uh, they'll get together over the phone with a, uh, skilled professional Christian facilitator and talk and talk through a series of questions about this month's, uh, this month's content and, uh, and the practices and, principles that we're teaching each month it's a it's a 16 month course not it's not for the faint of heart but wow. it will it, it can it can it can transform it honestly it can, it can transform somebody i mean it can transform your career this this is this is life-changing content here so if sales so Christian, it, yeah. well i was just to say if sales is where god has called you then you know really i mean you couldn't most of us who ended up in sales didn't go through and get a college degree in business-to-business business sales. Now, we got marketing <laughs> degrees or we got business degrees. But we didn't get a 16-month course on this is how you get it done. Uh, and so what a fantastic resource. So, Dave, if people want to sign up for your course, where do they go? Well, they can, uh, they can go to the, uh, the, the Biblical Business Resource Center, and uh, there should be some stuff on the front page there. Mm-hmm. Or just uh, you know, just email me, Dave at DaveKale dot com, and I'll, I'll connect you with the uh, with the course. All right, so let's dig deep into this book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. Let's just answer this question first. Should a Christ follower in sales have a decidedly different set of actions, attitudes, and delivery than his or her pre believer competition? Well, that's a great question, and uh, you know, I look at I look at it like this. There are a set of principles and practices and processes that define the best salespeople, the best business-to-business salespeople. So Christian or non-Christian. Now, what, what happens is when one becomes a Christian, if you want to do well in sales, you just naturally gravitate to those. So it's, a, it's not a matter of Christians imitating non-Christians. It's the other way around. The best practices, the, the customer-centric, the, the uh, believing in uh, and giving an opportunity for your customer to talk and understanding your customer and all of that, which are the best practices, are really, truly Christian in their origin. So it's, it really is a matter of these uh, the set of practices that define excellent sales and oh, by the way, they're Christian. <laughs> you know, integrity. You know, like in- integrity. Okay, so I I make a point when I'm talking to uh, the, the people that I do. You know, in seminars, things like that. I make a point that integrity is good business, as well as a moral imperative. Now, if you don't believe in the moral imperative, that's okay. You can still believe in it that it's good business. So it's a good business practice. And and pre-believers ought to be imitating the best practices, and that's one. And all of those practices are Christian in their in their uh, inception. 
So what do you, when you talk about that, then what do you find that Christ followers are really struggling with in the area of sales? Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things. Of course, there's, there's the environment, there's their colleagues and, uh, uh, this this world of uh, competition and, and all that. But I think ultimately, the ultimate struggle for a Christian salesperson is this. We are taught a Christian ethic to allow God to take care of the outcomes. You know, we're obedient in the process and let God take care of the outcomes. However, in sales, we are measured and judged by outcomes. So how do you how do you as a Christian salesperson navigate this this really difficult moving line that is the distinction between being judged and driven and managed for outcomes in your job and at the same time understanding that it's God who gives you those outcomes from a Christian perspective and that's a that's a really difficult uh, conflict. And I, I believe that's the ultimate conflict for a Christian salesperson. Now, I have some thoughts on how you do it, but, but that, is, that is the conflict, I believe. Well, okay, so just get, let's give an example, because one of the things that, I mean, let me just give my example, and you, maybe you could speak to it, and then you can give your example. But, you know, when I really started understanding that my faith was supposed to impact my work, and, and I was in my mid-20s, I was in insurance sales, and what I noticed is that in order for me, I was working for one company, just selling one company's products, and in order for me to succeed according to their standards, I had to compromise my integrity because they made it impossible to succeed otherwise. And and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. But what I saw was that if I was an independent agent, I didn't have to compromise because I had lots of options. So if I had one customer that didn't fit this person's or this insurance company, they may fit this one or this one or this one. And so I had lots of options versus having a great customer, but only having one option. I didn't have to compromise. And, and, And so the, the, the culture of the one company didn't fit me, but the but being on my own, it did. And I didn't have to have that moral wrestling match because I needed to make a living every day because I knew that I had if I had a bunch, if I had two handfuls full of companies, I could succeed. Whereas if I only had one option, I had to find the perfect customer and they didn't necessarily want to come to me, that perfect customer, because they already had great companies to choose from. Right. How did you wrestle? How did you wrestle with that? I mean, how did, I mean, I had to really find my own, I had to find something that fit with what I saw was my, was the moral code. I had to wrestle with it. What did you do with that? What kind of wrestling matches did you go through in order to find a a home for your sales? Boy, I'll tell you, uh, very many of the same that you just uh, described, Jim. I mean, I had exactly the same kinds of uh, thoughts. So a, a couple of things. One is, um, to be not, and I know this sounds almost um, like a conflict, but do not be so much concerned about outcomes. Be more focused on the process. So, so your process is customer centric. Your process is being honest in how you present, to be concerned and caring in how you uh, in how you discover. Uh, your your process is you have to be. Uh, you have you have to be honest enough to say to somebody, no, I don't think my product is right for you. Mm. You know, and so so the pro- so what you do is focus on the process, not necessarily the outcome, and make sure that you're doing your interactions 
are at the highest caliber interactions and really, truly let the Lord take care of the outcomes. And if you focus on the process, you are going to get the outcomes. That's, 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 a, that's a fundamental truth in sales. If you do, if you do the basics right, the, you know, the good things are going to come. So focus on the process, not so much the outcomes, and do, and do what you do to the very highest level that you can. Now, there are some situations like yours that you just described where, you know, when it comes down to it, you really should be someplace else. You know, this is not this this particular company, this particular this situation is just not what you want. And I, I had one of those. You know, I had I had um, moral moral problems with the company I was with, and eventually I left because I, I you know, I couldn't represent, I, I couldn't misrepresent, which is what they wanted me to do, and I wouldn't do that. So there's, there comes a time, I think, for a lot of Christian salespeople to say, you know what, I'm not going to be with this company. This 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 is not a situation that's tenable. So a couple things. One is, you know, process, process orientation and focus versus outcome. And if you're in a situation, you just, it's just untenable, then don't be afraid to leave. Mm. Those are some good, some good words. So what about the listener who is tuned in right now, who um, is really struggling with, um, you know, I keep my personal and my faith life separate from what I'm doing during my nine to five or whatever that may be, because in sales, we know it's never nine to five, right? So what, what do you say to that person who's, who hasn't yet made the connection of their faith and their work and is struggling with it? Yeah. Well, you know, from a big picture perspective, I, I believe that that is uh, one of Satan's greatest coups oh. that he has he has he has uh, put forth this idea that a lot of Christians believe that your faith is one thing and your work is something else, and thereby has separated the two, and thereby has has prevented millions of people from being exposed to the Word of God and God's love being exhibited through a Christian salesperson. It, just prevented millions of people from coming in contact with what it means to be a Christ follower. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so from a big picture perspective, it's one of great, it's Satan's greatest coups that he's been able to pull that off and you believe it. So that's, so, you know, that's a big picture perspective from, from an individual perspective, you, you know, you, you, you have to, I think you have to get, and I know it's going to sound like heresy for a lot of people, you, man, you got to get out of the churches and start rubbing shoulders with, with, Christian business people in some other capacity than the institutional church. And there are, uh, because I do a lot of this, I, I have come across in almost every city and town, there is a small group of Christian business people meeting somewhere, you know, yeah. meeting for breakfast, meeting for lunch, and in, encouraging and supporting one another. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Find yours and begin to rub shoulders with people whose perspective is a little different. you got to hear it from other people other than what you're getting from the pulpit on Sundays. Get it from, get, get some sense of what it means by rubbing shoulders with other Christians. And then, you know, put yourself, put yourself in a place where you're receiving input from some other source, from a, from a trusted Christian business source. So, you know, I have a, I have a, a twice a month, uh, mm-hmm. newsletter that we send. It's always an article and a podcast. And, and when we come back, we'll talk more about business. that with Dave Kale. He's written his book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. And we just were talking about compartmentalization and, and how so many of us had lived part of our lives compartmentalizing our faith from our work because we didn't get told that that was not what it meant to be a Jesus follower. Dave Kale wrote this great book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. We want to give you a copy, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. 
866-713-WORK. Call and get in, li- get in line and try to get a copy of this today. The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. Dave Kale, right before the break, you were talking about one of the things we need to do is get somebody to be encouraging us on a regular basis, maybe like a newsletter like you send out often. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so uh, small groups, and they're all over the place, rub shoulders with other Christian business people, expose yourself to ideas. And again, there's a world of uh, websites and blogs and things like that. And of course, I have a blog and a newsletter we send out every two weeks. It's called Building Biblical Businesses. And uh, you can go to the Dave Kale website, any of the websites, and there'll be a place to sign up for it. So it comes free. And again, that's just, it's just, it's, it's exposing yourself to ideas about Christianity, the marketplace, that you're just not going to get anyplace else. And you, you need to chip away at the paradigms that, you know, have been put into your head over time. You need to chip away at that. Begin to see Christianity as much larger than just what happens inside the confines of that building on Sunday. Right. Mm, that's great. So people can sign up for that. Go to DaveKale.com, DaveKale.com, and um, get connected to some of the resources that he has available. So let's get really practical for our listeners and for ourselves as we're um, delving into this a little bit further. Salespeople need to develop relationships in order to be able to sell product, get referrals, whatever that might be in their world. How should a Christian salesperson do that differently? Well, again, there are best practices to developing relationships, and it turns out that, this, that they're Christian as well. <laughs> so, you know, respect for, respect for the other person, it, it begins there. And again, that's a Christian concept, but it's also a good mm-hmm. relationship-building concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot of inquiry, a lot of care and concern for the other person, and, that's, and that comes down to a very practical basis of asking good questions and listening. I mean, what could be simpler than that? But yet, that's a powerful relationship-building tool. It's a Christian concept as well as a good relationship building thing. See, that's my point. The best practices in business business sales are Christian in their origin, even though they may not look like it. So, so uh, you know, those, those fundamental basics of trying to bring value every time you see them. Here's another one. Like, if you don't have anything of value to talk to somebody about, don't waste their time. Don't see them. <laughs> I mean, you don't see somebody just for the sake of seeing them. You see them because you have something that, that they would consider to be valuable. That's a relationship-building concept. And again, it's, it's Christian in its, in its sense, but it's also a good business practice. So, Well, and, and that's really where I was going to go with... I was going to go with this, Dave, is a lot of people say, well, you need to really network in order to be able to be a great salesperson. You need to have a solid network. You need to network with people. Really, it's not about networking because networking is about what can I get from that person? A, a Christian, this is this is my perspective, but the heart of myself as a Christian salesperson was always to make sure that I was going to go and sit down with that person and I wanted to develop a relationship with them. Yes, I sought out people who had relationships with people that I also wanted to have relationships with. So if I was in business to business sales, I wanted to connect with other people who were in business to business sales, but I wanted to find out who was that person. And, And I often found myself ending networking appointments, relationship building appointments with, how can I pray with you? How can I pray for you? Excuse me first. I'd say, how can I pray for you? And then I'd say, can I pray with you for a minute? Whether this person was a Jesus follower or not, I wanted to let them know that I cared about them as a person and I wanted to develop a relationship with them because I knew that what I was selling could benefit their customers as well. And I was truly for them. 
as a salesperson. I wanted, I wanted them to know that I loved and cared for them as a person. And to me, that set me apart. Did you ever have the opportunity to do those same kind of things? Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, not as frequently as I as I wish I could have or would have, but but uh, you know, that's a very powerful concept. Is is if you if you are listening to somebody and caring about them, they're saying that just to ask, is there anything I can pray uh, for you? You know, or for what can I pray for you? And then if if that is received really well, to then say, can I pray with you? Now, that's not going to happen every time, but I, but I think it, it illustrates another thing, and that is when you are fully uh, being a Christ follower on the job, people should sense that there is something about you. They should mm-hmm. sense that, that, that joy, that calmness, that peace within you and be attracted to it. And when they ask, of course, we have Scripture on that, you know, Peter, verse Peter says, when they ask, be prepared. Uh, so that you give an account for when they ask. So when they ask, then you you know give the glory to God. And say, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in blah 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 blah, and I and I'd love to pray with you. So so there's two. I think there's two pieces to sort of this you know almost workplace evangelism. Number one is be very very good at your job because people respect that. And then number two, be a be a Christian and let people see. The fruits of the spirit in you. Now you don't have to preach. You don't have to play, proclaim anything. Just let them see. And when they ask, when they inquire, then you're prepared to give God the glory at that point in time. So there, I mean, everybody can do that, and it's it's not it's not pushy. It's not arrogant. It's not aggressive. It's right. Being who you are on the job. You know, you have said many times that, you know, these great um, work principles are also biblical principles. These great biblical principles are just good business principles as well. So for for someone who's just saying, I just want to make that connection better. Do you have any tips for where they could start reading in the scripture with that new lens of of how can this apply to me? What would you suggest to them? Well, you know, there's, there are places, uh, you know, there are, there are people in the Bible who are great business people and also great people of God. And some of those, some of those stories are great stories, you know, like, like, uh, I mean, from the, uh, the very, very early ages or early times in the Bible, Abraham. You know, mm-hmm. Abraham was probably, uh, one of the most successful business people in the entire Bible. And, uh, and here he was a man of God, and, and yet he was, he was an incredibly successful business person. R- read his story and pick some of that up. And then on the other end, you know, all the way to the other end of the Bible, uh, the, story of, uh, the story of Lydia, for example. Here's a Christian business person who, when she came to Christ, her, her whole company respected her so much Look up to her so much that when she said, I'm going to come to Christ, they said, well, we will too. Hmm. Just because you do, Lydia, and we just, you know, we think the world of you. So there's, I mean, there are some stories like that. And if you just think about them, you know, meditate on them, I'm sure you're going to, you're going to come up with some of the, uh, you know, some of the principles of uh, being a Christian in the, in the marketplace. There are, by the way, there's the, these days, there's, you could probably uh, go find dozens of books and that would be a great starting point i mean the the, uh hearted christian salesperson is one uh the good book on business another one of my 
books is another place. But there's out there. I mean, there's a lot of people these days writing. There's a lot of good books on Christianity and the marketplace. And I can get mm-hmm. some of those and let them direct you into the Bible. All right. So we got a couple minutes left till the end of the show. As we talk with Dave Kale, he wrote this book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. We're giving away a copy today, 866-713-9675. Dave, speak to all the people that are listening today that are in some sort of sales about one thing they can do different tomorrow in living out their faith in their work as a salesperson. Yeah. Well, you know, I begin, I begin by uh, praying about, uh, about everything. You know, bring, bring God into your business, into your job, by asking him first. Ask him to come in. So ask him to show you what's the best, uh, you know, how you should manage the day. Ask him to be with you before every single sales call. Thank him at the end of every sales call. If you, if you will begin to very intentionally, willfully, methodically bring God into your day-to-day existence by just asking him in every occasion, in every situation, ask him to be a part of it, all kinds of good things will start. And that, that, will, be, that will be the stimulus that will open the gates over time and begin to, begin to lead you into a greater uh, impact in your, in your job. You know, I love that you just said not only ask him to to be there, but to thank him afterwards. So many times I think we're on to the next yeah. thing and we forget that very, very, very important detail. So I'm glad you brought it up. All right. So, Dave Kale, you've got this 16 month sales course coming up, the Christian salesperson's course. And people can find out about it on the biblical business resource center dot com. But this is a course that could change somebody's life. I want to make sure we brought it up. Dave Kale, we're just grateful that you were willing to come on I Work For Him today and just share your book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dave Kale, for being on I Work For Him today. Well, thanks for having me. It was exciting. And, and there's just so much practical in this book, The Heart of a Christian Salesperson. Make sure you get a copy, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. But as a Christ follower in sales, your Life should be so compellingly different. People should be asking, what's different about you? Mm-hmm. You're listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Our workplace is our mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number number four, him.com.